Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, wherever you are, I hope you are well. It's been a wee while since I came on this um, and for those of you that follow me on Instagram, you will know why. There has been a, a most recent addition to the Wilson family and uh, our little baby boy was born um, six days ago and it's been uh, it's been been crazy ever since. It's been, been uh, quite quick, it's been a whirlwind but it's uh, been incredible so... That is the the Wilson clan complete. Um, that is it from from our end. No more babies. Um, but it's been been awesome, and um, I'm sure those of you who are perhaps thinking about having kids, um, or you know that message me and have questions about you know conception and whatnot, it will honestly be um, the most amazing thing you'll do. It'll give you a different perspective on life, um, and of course on on bodybuilding. But straight back into doing the podcast as of today, and uh, this podcast stemmed from a conversation I was having with um, a client just coming on board about their preference when it came to insulin and what sort of different types they used. And I know I've done a podcast on insulin before, but I always like to revisit uh, these just to provide you with uh, a little bit more clarity on you know what I've maybe found out over the, the years, what um, I've maybe learnt um, from experiences, from just you know increasing my knowledge and whatnot. So I thought I would go into today to um, kind of the, the comparing the differences between uh, long-acting insulin, such as Lantus, versus short-acting insulin, such as Novarapid, where I would use them, why I would use them, my preference, if I would use both, etc, etc. But um, as a quick reminder, I guess we need to remind ourselves, you know, what is insulin? And it's simply that a hormone released uh, by an organ in the body called the pancreas and this is released in response to eating so when you are picking up food put in your mouth boom 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 chewing di- in the stomach digestion um, occurs then that well let's say it was um, carbohydrates let's say it was rice that's digested to, to glucose it's then insulin's uh, insulin's involved in that transport of that glucose uh, into uh, cells such as muscle cells and fat cells now um what effectively happens is as why does it do that you may be asking is because when we eat we increase our blood sugar so then it's insulin's job to then bring that back down to the level that it was at before and really it's a it's a hormone that without it uh, our body can't use uh, or store the the energy that we get from food and that glucose would just simply remain um remain in the blood you know we we need insulin to help drive that glucose into muscle and um, so we can say exercise and give it the fucking beans on the hack squat as we all do typically one unit of insulin is going to do when i say dispose i'm going to be like help transport about 12 to 15 grams of carbs uh, but that can vary person uh, person to person to person to person well that was a person to person to person to person that was a, a phrase i've never used before but this is something you may have known, you know, those of you who know Ali, Ali is a coach under the brand, he is a type 1 diabetic, you're thinking, oh, that's what you're referring to. Well, there's there's type 1 diabetes and there's there's type 2. So what, for example, Ali has is he has an autoimmune condition in which his body doesn't produce insulin, so his pancreas just simply doesn't produce it. So he has to inject it, um, otherwise, you know, he could die. Um Type 2 diabetes is different, and that's usually um, stems from obesity. And it's where you have had such high levels of blood sugars chronically over time, your body has become a little bit insensitive 
to insulin and its message, its ability to transport um, that nutrients is is diminished or downregulated. Um, and what I should probably add in here is that if if blood sugars remain chronically elevated, highly elevated at all times for extended periods, it can lead to cardiovascular disease, problems with your vision, nerve damage. Circulation is a, is a big one. You ever seen someone that's had diabetes have to get like uh, their, their foot amputated or whatnot? Um, it's mainly due to the, the chronically high levels of, um, of blood sugars at all times. And that's the thing. When it, when it comes to obesity, yes, it is a case of um, continuous overeating, but it's also eating um, eating the right things. So when we eat, say, high high sugary foods and whatnot, we're getting big spikes in insulin and it's staying like chronically elevated. Whereas ideally, like what that'll do is these sort of big spikes will lead to um, body fat getting laid down. So what I want you to, if you say Vaughn, okay, what what's optimal? What, you're speaking about blood sugars. What the fuck does that mean? So. Let's think about a graph. And on that graph, like a line graph, I just want you to imagine a, a wave, just a very short wave up and down, right? Now, the line of best fit would be straight, but nothing's ever straight because obviously we're eating and we're then exercising, blah, blah. So it's kind of like a, a shallow wave up and down. And that's kind of what you're looking to see for your blood sugars, right? That's what's going to promote, promote that glucose getting pushed into muscle mass opposed to getting pushed into fat mass. Now, it's when we have these so so let's say we look at the graph let's say we eat then the wave goes up but let's say it's a big meal so it goes quite drastically up and then it starts to try and come down and then as it's coming down we eat again and it goes boom it goes up so this is now like almost double double where it was before the waves double the height so it's at that point that's when the body is going well nah come on to fuck i don't need all this i'm just going to use what i need and i'm just going to store the rest as fat so that's kind of where um, calorie surplus and having poor blood sugar management can lead to adding on body f- uh, an increase in body fat at a more higher rate opposed to controlling your blood sugars, still allowing for a calorie surplus, but not having such you know big spikes. Um, not big spikes, or big continuous uh, increased elevated levels, I suppose, because we will spike it. With the amount of food we need to eat, it's body levels, we are going to spike it, but I guess that was my description of it wasn't wasn't the best now how can we check that right so like with everything we look at a range and that will be if there's a if i'm measuring my my blood sugars um there's a specific range and i'm kind of looking for um for me optimal levels would be a sort of 4.2 to 5.2 or 5.3 millimoles per liter so let's say my normal was um a 5.1 and natu- you know you eat a big carbohydrate meal uh, naturally that kind of increases let's say increase to uh, um, 6.2 but then let's say within 90 minutes or uh, two hours you know, 90 minutes 120 minutes of eating that comes back down to 5.1 boom bish bash bosh i'm ready to eat again and that's kind of what I'm meaning by this like small wave, if that kind of makes sense. Uh, we'll see some dips from exercising and whatnot. Whereas if I go back to that analogy that I just said, let's say we go, we eat and it goes from a 5.1 to a 6.1. And it's coming down and it hits a 5.8 and I eat again. And boom, it goes from 5.8 and it goes to 7. 
right? Boom, coming back down, gets to about 6.2, boom, right, it goes up again, 7.4 or 8 or, or you know, whatever. It's that what I mean, this continual increase is, is kind of the problem. So what are we trying to do as bodybuilders by using insulin? Right, well, we know we have to pack away a lot of food. So we're trying to keep our blood sugars in this like nice wave, if it's a graph on this nice wave, um, to be in the most, what we'd say, optimal place to add muscle mass. Now, we know, like, hey, Vaughn, like, you fucking like, tell me i I got to try and do that whilst eating like 800 gram of carb. Well, the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you use extraneous insulin, right? In- insulin that you're going to inject into the likes of your, your body fat subcutaneously. Now, I mentioned uh, Nova, Rapid, Atlantis. Before we get into that, we must discuss... Um, how insulin, you know, how it's going to work, and by that I mean um, its onset time, its peak time, and the duration of that. So if we think of the long-acting stuff, the onset time of Lantus is going to be several several hours. So I mean, it's going to take several hours until it starts to lower your blood sugars. Now, the peak time, what I mean by that is that the time after administration, in which it lowers them um, at its utmost. Well, there, there's no peak time, right? It kind of just does it does it at the same rate. It's like if it was on a speedometer and someone just put their cruise control on 30 miles an hour, just stays at 30 across the whole day. You know, the duration can last for up to 24 hours. So this isn't, this isn't causing an acceleration or putting on the brakes. It's just throughout the day, it's just chipping away. It's just doing its thing. It's just adding, it's helping the body deal with such large volumes of food. So that's the long-acting stuff. The short-acting stuff is has an onset time of 15 to 20 minutes. So it starts working really, really quickly. It then has a peak time of between 30 to 90 minutes. So again, it starts happening quite quickly. But it only is going to stay in the system for a duration of two to four hours, right? So big differences there as to what um, both are doing. And then again, I think you could probably um, logically assume as to why and when we would use them. However, what I one of the reasons for me making the podcast was I was chatting with, as I said, his client coming on board and from his past coaching and his knowledge and research, he had he was kind of one versus the other when I... I have a different approach, and I think it stems from a lot of the coaches in the UK following out, which is that sort of um, safer usage approach, whether you say it was Victor Black or Joe Jeffers, whatever it is. A lot of people are sort of using this and seeing the benefits to to both. So if we look at um, the human body was never um, meant to handle the amount of food as us bodybuilders need to eat. So I kind of described to this guy that whole wave analogy that I just talked about. And I said, right, this guy just wanted to use short acting. And that's all he'd really used. And he just really used it around the workout. And I was like, that's cool. But here's the thing. you just using the short acting alone. Yeah, we have some good blood sugar management around that workout. But it says across the rest of the day, your blood sugar management might be might be terrible. Right? We, we don't know. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to track, right? Before we are going to implement, as you would as well if you're listening to this, before you go implement anything, you're going to track your blood sugars 
prior to eating every meal across the day to give an idea of seeing where they're at. And I've seen instances and scenarios of people, say, using just like using Lantus on its own and having some really good blood sugars, like 4.9s, and all of a sudden around the workout, and boom. You know, right before eating, uh, the next meal after post-workout, they're still hovering in the sixes or whatnot. So then you go, right, okay, well, what is the Lantus doing? And the Lantus is helping us consistently shuttle carbs across the day. So it's mopping up any sort of residual glucose in the blood, you could say. Now, what the Nova Rapids doing is it's very, very quickly dropping your blood sugars. So when would we want that? Well, we would want to have that around the workout, wouldn't we? I don't wouldn't say we'd want to have that at any other time apart from when we're training. Because when we're training, we are driving blood into muscle, trying to drive nutrients into muscle, glucose, protein, etc, etc. So we have this big post-workout meal, pre-workout meal. We probably have some intra-workout carbohydrates as well. And we have some post-workout carbohydrates too. I think if you're going to be using this around the workout, you're more than likely going to need to use intra-workout um, carbohydrates opposed to just a pre and post-workout meal. But again, I think that's mostly common knowledge. So the Nova Rapid is helping us increase training performance, increase pumps. And we often speak about post-training, this sort of, uh, again, big spike of insulin is great. Well, we, we're not trying to generate that response because we're using extraneous, using extraneous insulin, but we know that our body's very sensitive to nutrients at that point. In that post-workout window, the, the food that we put in, uh, we want to try and drive as much into as muscle as we can to, to start this recovery process. So some, some of my guys' post-workout meals are like 300 grams of carbs in one meal. There's just no, no physical way unless someone's superhuman, that they would be able to put that sort of food volume in, have it be digested and put into muscle mass um, and be ready to eat again three hours, two, you know, two, three, three hours later. There's just no way, right? So that's especially where the Nova, uh, the Nova Rapid comes in super, super handy is around that training window. Because as you know, if it's starting to drop that within 15, 20 minutes, well, if it was... Um, taken, applied, injected, whatever you want to say, um, just before you train. And then, you know, you get 15 minutes into training, well, you're sipping on your intro workout carbs, you're getting a good pump on. You know, of course, it's peaking at 30 to 90 minutes, but by that point, you've eaten your pre-workout meal 90 minutes before you train. So that's in the system, that's been digested, and you're just topping up those levels, those intro workout carbs, and everything is just getting shuttled into muscle, shuttled into muscle. Why? Because you're you know, you're you're producing energy, you're, you're contracting muscles, so the body will divert blood flow, nutrients to that working muscle. So this is why it's such a good tool to increase the pumps and train performance and whatnot in the specific area you're trying to bring up because of because of what we're doing. It just supports the body in doing that. The Lantus helps across the rest of the day. So you remember right, okay that post-workout meal was 300 gram of carb well maybe your pre-workout meal was 150 maybe your intra is 100 right and that's cool but across the rest of the day maybe your meals are still 125 grams of carb plus so this is where the lantus comes into play i think the combination of them both opposed to one versus the other um is a far better strategy if i think back to a few months ago i was having a guy um some conversation with a guy who had followed milos's stuff milos those who don't know 
IFBB pro bodybuilder, big name in the industry. Um, and he really only uses, I think it's Humalog, uh, Humalog uh, which is very similar to uh, to Nova Rapid. And uh, solely, right, really, that's what he believed in and said that he really only feels that it's needed around the workout parameters. I, I would tend to disagree. Um, and that might seem quite stubborn, or that might just seem quite logical to those of you that are scientific minded. And particularly when we know that adding body fat stems from having high levels or chronically high levels of uh, blood sugars across the entire day. And if they're done, they stay high across weeks, and that can really cause some problems. And as we went into sort of type two, uh, type two diabetes, which uh, is not what any of us, any of us would want. Some people will say, right, Let's say Vaughn, but um, if I take insulin, I'm worried that uh, I'll die. And I'm worried that my um, over the years I'll develop diabetes and my body will become insensitive to its own insulin. And I'm like, that's not really how it works. So let's say, for example, you're consuming 850 to 1,000 grams of carbs across the day. I understand it's a lot of food, but for some, some guys, that's realistically what they're going to need to consume. So your body on its own would need to produce a certain amount of units of insulin to try and deal with that amount of food. Now, that's probably that amount of food is probably way too much for the body to handle. So all this, all this, like extraneous insulin we're injecting is doing, is supporting the the body. So let's say twenty units of insulin. If we remember that insulin is going to cover between twelve to uh, to 15 gram of carb. So let's say hypothetically someone was to use 20 IUs of Lantus. Well, that's gonna cover, remember it's 12 to 15, so that's gonna cover between 240 gram of carb and 300 gram of carb. If you're unsure of how I did that, I just simply times 12 by 20 and 15 by 20 to give me a range of how I, that's how you kind of work out. It's roughly gonna be there, thereabouts. So if the body needed, you know, you put a thousand in, well, that lattice is taking care of, let's say, 300, and the body needs to cope with 700. Now, the same thing is if let some, say someone had um, 600 gram of carb, you still injected 20 hours lattice. I'm not, I'm not saying to go do this. I'm just saying in a hypothetical sense, um, if someone were to do that, it's the, the lattice in the, that we've injected is still covering that amount. If the body could have handled that 600 on its own, well, it doesn't produce enough to cover 600. It only produces enough to cover the rest. I hope that makes sense because that worry of, oh, I don't inject insulin in case my, I become insensitive myself. I had that worry, but it's irrational because that's not how your body is working. That's not, it's, it's not the, the synergy that we've kind of got with our own pancreas producing insulin and the, the extra that we're injecting. Um, that's not how it works. But I remember thinking that like years ago, this was like one of the main reasons why. Years ago I said I would never take growth and I would never take insulin. Fuck, of course I do and I love it. But um, I remember when that was one of my worries when really it was just a case of, I just, uh, I needed to go over my uni notes. <laughs> I spent a lot of my uni degree just trying to get through uni, play basketball, um, go out and chase women. And not really focus on any degree, I just wanted to pass. And it was only really after uni I'd had to go back and look at look at a lot of stuff and I was writing and thinking, oh yeah, I fucking remember that. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there that would um would uh, would would agree that's what they did, did as well at uni. Now, would I use these um going into a show 
I suppose is another question. This was something that uh, a couple of years ago, um, one of the top coaches in the industry was sort of was bashing the use going into a show, and it was at the time where I was using, <laughs> I was using it going into a show. Um, so this is where everyone has their own opinions um, as to why they would do something, why they wouldn't do something, and. I always think as long as they're approaching it in a logical manner, in a scientific manner, I'm all right with people having different opinions of why they do stuff. And I'll never say something's wrong or something's right. It's when people approach stuff in a fairly illogical and non-scientific way and they make shit up. Whereas I, that's where I'm like, okay, that's, that guy's a dumbass or, you know, actually I, I disagree with that. Um, but I, I don't go out of my way to to start conversations with those sort of people or have disagreements or whatnot. I just tend to ignore it. But anyway, so you're probably thinking, well, if you're going into a show and you are someone that doesn't have type 2 diabetes, of course you don't because you're going to a show and you're peeled, um, you're probably already fairly insulin sensitive. And by that, I mean that your body is so, so sensitive to, to every time you eat that it just literally shuttles those nutrients into cells for you. You're probably thinking, well, Von Dyne even need to use it. Um, well, I'd always come back to the point and say, well, that's all well and good, but let's say you've been dieting. And when you've been dieting, you've been consuming 250 gram of carb. Body's used to that, and all of a sudden you put in a thousand grams and you do it over two days, or maybe you do 750 over three days, or whatever, whatever your loan strategy protocol is. You think your body and your pancreas can handle that okay on its own? And and it, do you think it wouldn't be wise to give it a bit of support? Exactly. So I do prefer um, to use it when I'm loading, and not like I would use lightness, but not just lightness alone. Again, I think that with the um, the concepts of kind of what I said on the podcast, I would tend to use the Nova Rapid as well, because again, on those days, on those pump sessions, you're probably consuming still post workout, you know, three hundred gram of carb or whatever it is. You just really have to watch your fats from the workout if you're using Nova Rapid you can't be going and having a lot of foods that are high in fat. Like 300 grams of carbs, like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, great, I'll just eat muffins and I'll eat cakes and whatnot. And like, nah, that's not really the case um, because they consume a lot, lot, like a large amount of fat. And you're thinking, Von, well, why does that matter? Well, fat will, uh, or the digestion of fat will slow, slow the digestion of carbs. So if you've put in something that's rapidly dropping your blood sugar, you need your body to rapidly digest the food that you've put in. Um, and if something is slowing up, then of course that's not something that we'd want. So you would, as I says, watch your fat intake, not just when you're loading into a show, but when you're in an off season or whenever it is you're using this um, and consume your fats a little bit further away from the workout parameter. Uh, by all means, you wouldn't necessarily need to, I mean, I've, I've loaded in a show just using Lightness, and then that meant I would, I could, you know, I didn't need to worry about my fats in that pre and post workout meal. Um, probably put more post to be forever using intra. Um, but again, I think that there's no right or wrong answer. There's a case of, well, this is what I'll do, and then if you're a coach listening to this, you'll think like, well, th- actually, this is what I do. We all have a different methodology, very very slightly different methodologies that often will get a similar result. But sometimes people in the body industry can think, well, that's like, that that that's the way to do it. And if you don't do it that way, everything else is wrong. Well, I think that if you don't have if you have that one one track approach, you're you're gonna get lost. 
and you're simply not going to get better. So for me, rather than say to you that you're right and that's wrong or whatever, I'll just say, is something effective or is something ineffective? I feel when we get um, when we attach ourselves to a certain methodology, we get indoctrined in our ways and um, we simply stop getting better. So I hope that in 2023, um, you maybe you know take that approach on if that's you. Um, but what I would say is I can hold my hands up and say I I was that guy years ago. You know, years ago, I was not probably the level-headed um, man I am today. I think years ago I'd probably be quite irrational, um, very what's the word I'm thinking for, very one-track-minded thinking, not open to ideas. And honestly, uh, the thing that changed changed me forever, and I'll say this was. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar um, and it changed my life. Um, that was in 20, God, 2018. Uh, yeah, 2018, I think it was. Unleash the Power Within. And it was probably, as it says, the most monumental, life-changing thing I've ever done. And if you're into personal development, I'd strongly recommend you go to that. And if you've been to it or you go to it and it changes your life, I want to know about it, please reach out um, and drop me a message on Instagram. Let me know. But it was really, that, that changed my whole lot outlook on life but anyway getting uh getting back to back to today's podcast um as a side note you know insulin's not something you should fuck about with if you do fuck about with it and you just go off what you're reading on forums and one like that th- there is a risk that you could die you know if you if you get it wrong and you take too much and you don't eat at specific times um you could die now that's the that's the part where i scare you you go oh shit right okay i don't know what i'm doing whereas what i'll say is if you're working with someone that knows what they're doing it is relatively safe, so safe to use, but I get that initial fear of, oh my God, I don't want to die, I don't want to kill this person, blah, blah, um, I totally understand that, because again, I was there, and I think it's only when you work with someone who knows what they're doing, you take it once or twice, you go, oh, right, actually, yeah, that's, that's amazing, <laughs> or that's good, that helps, um, and then changes your perception, changed my perception on it was, was actually using it, and I don't feel it's something that necessarily needs to be um, kept you know someone said to me oh, I don't want to turn turn pro so I'm not going to use it I'm like well I mean I don't want to turn pro either and I, I've used it and I just used it for the help, help me get more food in um, around the workout particularly help me get more pumps recovery and whatnot and uh, yeah that's that's kind of why I use it and I've re- reintroduced it as of today actually and starting a little eight week push um, before shows just get a bit of size back on and tapering up some some dosages of anabolics after cruising for what would probably be a four to five month period and then uh, when shows start it'll be definitely be a maintenance because it is looking busy uh, I can't wait it's like when I look at the calendar every week that goes by another client comes on board the list of shows this year is just getting added to and added to and it's going to be epic absolutely epic we've got as it says, in the first 12 weeks of the season, no, 11 weeks of the season, we have 12 shows uh, that, I'm, that I'll be at, which it's a big workload, but you live for this shit, man. Like, I think all prep coaches at the moment, we're just sitting about thinking, I can't fucking wait for the season to start. I'm sure whatever sport you maybe are into, um, you know, let's say it's, it's basketball or football, well, there's a season and there's a there's an off-season where the teams don't play, and when the teams aren't playing, you're like, come on. Like, for me, it's Formula One uh, racing. Like, Right now, when's that going to start? Because usually it's every 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 other weekend. Um, same thing with me, and my athletes, because I'm working so closely with them, and I'm seeing them changing. I'm seeing them on track or on schedule uh, for where they need to be. And let's say under ten under ten weeks time, you know, nine weeks and six days of the first Scottish shows. Um, I'm, it just gets me excited. And I wish I don't wish time away, but um, I'm very much looking forward to that that time when the first show comes. 
there's some big big things for uh, the brand and the the direction that the brand is heading in this year, uh, and I can't wait to uh, share some share some of those uh, things that are happening that I can't say too much on right now. I know that sounds very cryptic, but I'm going to leave it there. But there's some big things coming, and they'll be coming relatively soon. Just keep your eyes peeled. But listen, guys, that is it for me. Um, I hope wherever you are, I hope you're well. And just remember that to give it the big beans, the whole beans, and nothing but the fucking beans.